0: Welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is Francis Harry, your host. Have you ever wondered how someone got so on fire for God? What was it that happened in their life to get them to set sail for this great intimacy with God? Is that even possible for us? In this homily given during a holy hour to a community of secular discalced Carmelites, of which he is a member, Deacon Rusty Baldwin shares about one of the profound influences on our great Holy Mother, St. Teresa of Avila, regarding prayer to set her on fire on her path to union with God. It was a book given to her by her uncle, Don Pedro, who was a very spiritual man. This book showed proof of St. Teresa's interest in it as Her copy showed lots of underlined passages and handwritten notes in the margins. I would have loved seeing what Teresa wrote in that book. Well, what book am I talking about? This book is called The Third Spiritual Alphabet, written by the Spanish Franciscan friar Francisco de Osuna who was one of the most popular spiritual writers in Spain between 1527 and 1559. His book was well read. In this book, Osuna formulated maxims on prayer, and he was creative in using the Spanish alphabet as the format. He focused particularly on the description and defense of the prayer of recollection, as a pathway to friendship and union with God in this life. No wonder St. Teresa was interested in this book. She wrote a lot about recollection in her own books. Let us turn now to what Deacon Rusty Baldwin wants to share with us about how this book influenced St. Teresa. Let me tell you, there are lots of golden nuggets to consume in this podcast to help each of us to grow in deeper prayer and intimacy with God. Enjoy the feast. God bless you.
1: While St. Teresa of Avila was in her teens discerning whether she had a vocation to the religious life, she had occasion to visit her widowed uncle, Don Pedro, who lived in a village close to Avila. Don Pedro, a very spiritual as well as a very ingenious man, had an impressive library of religious books, something not at all common in those days as books were still not as widely available or as cheap as they are today. Don Pedro was interested in fostering Teresa's spiritual life, and so so had her read spiritual books to him. He, in turn, would read to her. At the time she wrote later, she didn't care for the books, but pretended she did to please her uncle. But lo and behold, a book they read called The Letters of St. Jerome greatly influenced Teresa's decision to enter Carmel at the Incarnation Monastery in Avila. A few years after entering Incarnation, she became ill and was sent to a doctor in a neighboring town. Her uncle's village was on the way, and so she stopped there. This is when St. Teresa was given a book that she would, as she put it, take as her master in her life of prayer. In it, she found out how the practice of recollection can lead to union with God. That book, written by the Franciscan friar Francisco de Osuna, was called The Third Spiritual Alphabet. In this book, Osuna expounded on the maxims he had written regarding, regarding union with God through recollection. The maxims were arranged alphabetically according to the first letter of the first word of the maxim, or according to the principal word in it. At this point in her life, St. Teresa was struggling quite a bit in prayer. Within a year after reading Osuna's book, however, she experienced contemplation, the prayer of quiet, and the prayer of union, all of which she would write about to her sisters in later years. Immediately after this period, Teresa became sick again. This time, the illness almost killed her and left her an invalid for three years. Not only that, but the ease and happiness of prayer that she experienced before this latest illness did not return. In fact, many years of further struggle in prayer would follow. From this, she learned that feelings are deceptive when it comes to prayer. That this happened to our holy mother herself after a time of such consolation should be of some comfort to us who are endeavoring to persevere in prayer be that as it may she continued to follow the counsels contained in the third spiritual alphabet her copy of the book in fact showed signs of extensive use Many passages were underlined and there were many marginal notes written in her own hand. This doctor of the church's deep intimacy with God, her wisdom in prayer and the spiritual life has been for centuries a source of inexhaustible riches for Carmelites, the entire church, and indeed the entire world. It will continue to be so. And so, After that lengthy introduction and background, it seemed to me that it would be profitable to our community to become familiar with the spiritual classic that had such a profound influence on the spiritual formation of our Holy Mother. And to that end, I thought I would present a few of the 22 entries from the third spiritual alphabet to give you a flavor for them and hopefully whet your appetite for more. Before doing that, however, let's take care of a couple items for those who, like me, are tempted to fixate on the mundane. Yes, there are more than 22 letters in the Spanish alphabet, but Osuna didn't use them all. Yes, he did write a first and a second spiritual alphabet, as well as a fourth, fifth, and sixth one. However, only the third, as far as I can determine, is available in English. It is in Osuna's third alphabet that we find the very familiar Theresian stages of prayer, which we call vocal prayer, mental prayer, and contemplation. These, Osuna maintains, are the gateways to recollection, which Osuna defines as, and I think St. Teresa would agree, a constant alertness and receptivity to God punctuated by moments of intense awareness of the divine experiential union between creature and creator. In recollection, wisdom is poured into the soul without our understanding how. The path to recollection, according to Osuna, begins with vocal prayer, in which our senses and interior faculties are active. This is usually followed by mental prayer, which engages our interior faculties even further. But the goal is to abandon our finite senses and interior faculties of memory and intellect altogether, because they cannot, being limited, receive, comprehend, or even bear the infinite presence of God. God told Moses No one can see my face and live. The eyes of the soul, though, St. Teresa writes in The Way of Perfection, can behold him. In that book we find her writing, I am not asking you now to think of him, St. Teresa wrote, or to form numerous conceptions of him, or to make long and subtle meditations with your understanding. I am asking you only to look at him. For who can prevent you from turning the eyes of your soul just for a moment if you can spare no more upon this Lord? Your spouse never takes his eyes off you. What St. Teresa is proposing isn't a short-term project or even a long-term project. Indeed, it is not a project at all. Prayer is a lifelong journey in the company of our beloved. In prayer, we are with him at all times and are able to enter into an ever more intimate union with him. You see, there is a place in our soul God has reserved for himself, a place where we can always encounter him. But we must unencumber our hearts of all that is worldly to gain entrance into this place, this Inner room it's not that he has shut the door no the door is always open to put but to put it plainly the only way we can fit through the door is in a state of spiritual nakedness if we try to bring anything but ourselves in we will not fit through the doorway we must be in a state of utter humility and receptivity to enter. In the third spiritual alphabet, we find this expounded in no less than three maxims. The first maxim is C for Ciego. In English, this means blind, of which Osuna says, blind, deaf, and mute must you be, and ever meek. In our desire to know God, we often try to use all the faculties at our command. And there is nothing wrong with this, if you're satisfied with not getting very far, that is. Osuna, for his part, advises just the opposite. Become blind that you may see more. Become deaf that you may hear more. Become mute that you may understand more. And be meek, not by ceasing to desire to know God, but in not presuming that we, we on our own, can know him. The second maxim begins with D, for De Sim baraza, in English, detach, whereby Osuna tells us to detach your heart and empty it of all created things. In this, Osuna is not speaking to the wicked or to those whose heart, as he says, follows everything it sees, but rather those who want to follow God in the ways of prayer. In other words, Carmelites and other contemplatives. He nevertheless warns us as well, nothing is more elusive than the heart. Therefore, listen To the words he uses, therefore, it is essential to chain, restrain, and imprison the heart and keep it in a cell of perpetual silence to prevent its wandering. With all watchfulness, he repeats over and over, keep your heart because life issues out from it. Our hearts are prone to wander and require the constant vigilance of prayer. The final maxim's principal word starts with Y, for intimamente. In English, this means intimately. The maxim is about the peace of the soul, saying, keep the innermost depths of your soul calm and silent. To achieve this peace of soul, Osuna tells us to flee from sin and then invoke Saint Augustine who wrote that one should not strive so much to understand as to kindle within himself spiritual love for the highest good of which the faith teaches, which is the life of the soul. The life of the soul, of course, is God. To sum up, the key to intimate union with God is recollection, disposing ourselves to enter that innermost place in our soul where god has chosen to to dwell but we alone may enter we can bring absolutely nothing with us into the bridal chamber i'll close with a prayer of st teresa asking god for the grace of recollection it's a prayer we should make our own Give me the grace to recollect myself in the little heaven of my soul where you have established your dwelling. There you will let me find you. There I feel that you are closer to me than anywhere else. And there you prepare my soul quickly to enter into intimacy with you. Help me, O Lord, to withdraw my senses from exterior things. Make them docile to the commands of my will. So that when I want to converse with you, they will retire at once, like bees shutting themselves up in the
0: hive in order to make honey.